Hey, Randy, what's up? Oh, you sent one? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm working on episode five right now. Okay, let me check my email. Um, did you send it to MonsterB at LinuxCranks.info? Okay, I'll check that one. Okay, yeah, I got it. Cool, it's 26 minutes long. I'll, I'll go ahead and just, uh, this will be episode five, just this one clip. All right, thanks, man. I'll go ahead and play it right now. All right, see you later. Hey there, this is Randy's, or Randy Nose's submission. Um, I go by a diff- handful of different names. It's, I'm not that picky. Call me just about anything. You could even call me late for dinner, although I don't look like it. How I got involved with Linux, or, or uh, this is in response to uh, Plateau and Monster B's request for an HPR episode of how I discovered Linux and how I got involved with it. I forget which exact title it is, but you know, how I ended up with Ubuntu on my desktop is basically what I'm going to kind of go through and uh, what I had and uh, what got me ticked off and, and, and brought me to the open source world. It, which is just an amazing world. <clears throat> is that I? Little bit, little bit of history of me is I, I've been kind of a geek and I've enjoyed playing around with computers uh, quite a bit. Um, my first experience with a computer was in the fourth grade uh, with a mainframe at a college, uh, with some sort of a camp retreat that the uh, that our church or whatever had uh, some church-related thing, but it was a church college campus. And I played Hunt the Wumpus on the mainframe during the, the camp, and uh, someone let the password leak on out to all us little kids, and all of us were just fascinated and played Hunt the Wumpus. But um, that was my first, you know, experience with a computer and I, I enjoyed it and I shouldn't have listened to everyone that gave me negative reasons why not to get into the whole computing thing early on um, so I, I didn't they said you had to be really you know, good with math which actually the computer is really good with math you just have to have good concepts and I'm not good with math alright I'm digressing and I do that a lot so I apologize um in advance, because if anyone's listened to me talk before, I, I probably do a little bit of that here and there, and that's just the way I that's just the way I am, I guess. So, um, oh, I was sitting in my truck. I'm a truck driver right now by trade um, these days. Um, not that this is my first love. I worked on lottery machines for 12 years and. I've been involved with the IT, IT-related type industry, uh, you know, one or the other, and, and had a computer since oh, since the day of the Coco, uh, my first. But um, anyway, back to what where I got disgusted with Microsoft because I was never really thrilled with Microsoft. It's kind of like a Walmart type of a thing, you know. They they've gotten really big and. They pushing things on around, and you know Microsoft has has never been high in my 
list of admirations of companies and, and, and business practices that I admire and that I would ever want to follow myself as an individual ever in my life. Um, but, you know, the Windows operating system survived the, the changes and it became the one on top. There was no, you know, you don't hear about OS2, you don't hear about... Um, what is it, CPM and, and some of the other things. And, you know, you're not running MS-DOS, DR-DOS, or IBM-DOS, um, which uh, I got pretty proficient of the C-Prompt. And I'm trying to get a little bit more proficient with the command line and, and the Linux slash Unix world. But the GUIs are kind of nice, and if you have a GUI solution that gets, gets done late at night when you don't feel like really trying to muck around with everything, um, that's great too. That's why I'm an Ubuntu user uh, right now. But I, I'm also looking around at other stuff and learning and picking up the other um, command line sides of it because that's that's an interest also that uh, you know I enjoy. But um, back to sitting in my truck. <laughs> uh, I I was trying to network my two computers that I had together and. The, the bias on the desktop that I had in the big truck, I had the monitor over where the TV goes, and, and yes, I had a full-blown desktop um, in the computer, or in the truck that I used to get on, get around on online with, and uh, in the BIOS, I figured maybe it would boot quicker if I disabled the network card. Well, I re-enabled it one night and had a the network cable, the crossover cable, and I was just kind of see about transferring stuff from one machine to the other, and or try setting up maybe a network game if my son was going to ride around with me in the truck um, to where we could play a network game uh, real easy. Uh, that's that was the thought. Well, I re-enabled it and XP wanted to talk to the mothership online and uh, I. Don't know if I, I don't think I had the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi wasn't working, or anyway, couldn't get online, and I was really disgusted. I thought that was a bunch of BS. You know, here I am playing around my computer, messing around with it. It should be obvious to the operating system that it's still on basically the same hardware. Um, it, if they're going to do that kind of a thing, they can make it more intelligent. And say, well, let's see, you've changed your CD drive from the original, but it's still everything else is the same. Well, you've changed that, yet everything else is the same, you, you know, for a month or two. And it, it, they could do that in a more eloquent fashion if they were, but, you know, being Microsoft, it probably takes them twice as many lines of code just to figure out how to, how to do the one function, and, you know, rather than remove old code and function, let's just bloat it up and make it frustrating for the user experience. Although, to XP's credit, it's a lot more stable than any previous version of Windows that was ever out there, and you know, thus its longevity. <laughs> People got tired of the blue screens of death. But, oh, I've been reading around online um, about Linux, I was aware of Linux. Uh, had uh, a little run-in with a desktop. Uh, I didn't use it a lot. It wasn't my computer. 
for a software company that I worked for. They had Red Hat set up on there. And at that time, I thought Red Hat equaled Linux. And it's really pleasant and nice to find out that that concept was wrong. Um, so what I looked for when I first tried to get an online the, to get Linux, I looked for Red Hat. And then I find out it's now Fedora. And I had Fedora Core 6. And I went through repartitioning the hardware or hard hard drive on my desktop, and I was going to install Linux because the heck with this whole Microsoft thing is I don't need them. <laughs> and uh, you know, on and off with work, it, it you know, trying to you know, my off time, my downtime, trying to get that going. Had a dual booting. Um, Trying to figure out Grub, the permissions. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you, to to learn, especially if you can't get online and, and find the stuff out easily. But long story short, Fedora Core Six was installed up and on my system, but I couldn't get connect it to the internet because it didn't support my Wi-Fi card that I had or device USB device. I probably had two of them and. Neither one of them worked. That was really disheartening. And so I just kind of put the whole Linux idea thinking, well, crap. You know, these other people saying they're playing on Linux and they're having issues. and Maybe maybe I had, it's a little bit more work than what I want to put into it. I read an article about Ubuntu by... I think Adrian Kingsley Hughes off his ED.net, I believe, and he was talking about this Ubuntu thing, and is this the year of the Linux desktop, which <laughs> now I think has come to the point of just complete ridiculousness. Um, so I, I start probing around again for more Linux information. I got curious again. So, well, what, you mean Red Hat isn't the only thing? This Fedora thing isn't the only this isn't the only thing for Linux. Start finding out more and more. And I find Chess Griffin's podcast in iTunes because I was using iTunes and grabbing that for for podcatching and hating it because of how much bloat was in the iTunes and um, looking for other other methods to get on and other programs to use as podcatchers. This is underneath Windows. And because um, I've been hearing about this whole podcast and RSS feed thing, and I wasn't that familiar with it either. You hear about it, but you know, you're not really sure what it is and why people get excited about them. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to a young lady last night, getting all excited about this stuff because you know she's not, a, you know, aware of what's out there, and it's. I feel it's one of my jobs as an open source advocate is to make people aware as best as I can, get, at least get some seeds planted out there. Um, the Johnny open source seed. The um, search for distros and distro hopping and downloading them, and the time it took, and I think I actually ordered some stuff with OnDisk, but by the time I got because I was over the road, got around to getting getting to my 
mailbox, oh, which could take you know two to three weeks, five weeks, six weeks before I get to it at a time. And it's always kind of like Christmas for me because I forget what I'd ordered. I was like, ooh, here's a box. Oh, shoot, what did I order? Yeah. <laughs> I, I could even wrap my own Christmas gifts and I wouldn't know what I'm opening. But uh, <laughs> as long as I do it six months in advance. Uh, the problem is I'd probably buy a duplicate of it because I forgot. I, I, I've done that. I got stuff in storage that I've bought duplicates of things because uh, I, I forget I have them or I'm on the road and I need something and I, and I buy another one. Um, but I, I got Puppy Linux up and running, you know, booted off a live CD on my, on my machine. And Puppy Linux was the first distribution that I had that I, the browser worked, the Wi-Fi um, was, was the, the device the card was found and I was using CMonkey and I was browsing the internet using Linux and you know Puppy is the will always have that little notoriety for me as being the first distribution that I used that, that worked for getting online um, I found Ubuntu um, I think it worked on one of my machines, one of my machines at, at, right off the bat, because you know I was trying it on what two or three different machines, and I, in fact, after listening to Chess Griffin, I decided to to look for an old laptop online, and I got a hundred fifty dollar laptop. I think it was a Pentium two, which you know, one hundred ninety was a hundred ninety eight megs of RAM. Was, anyway, it was. It wasn't so much the RAM as processor. It just it was an old, little old machine. It was a great little machine. I think it was a Toshiba. I think I have Toshibas all the way around for everything I that I've had. I've I've really liked the durability of the Toshibas so far. But um, you know, Puppy Linux wasn't very noob friendly. Getting it installed on the hard drive. Um, uh, I found in the in the beginning was confusing. It probably would be that confusing today to, to go through the stuff and look at it because I, I now understand a lot of what they're saying, and, and um, I'm getting better at understanding the quick install or, or instructions, which are vague for a noob, but for someone who you know, the bare minimum is like uh, for how to do stuff. So, uh, but I got Ubuntu up and running, uh, PC Linux going on one of the machines and all this time I'm listening to Chess Griffin Marlon Dunn uh, found, you know, Chess via, you know, iTunes like I mentioned which um, I think he was on like Podcast 50 and they just gotten done with OLF or they talked about it, I, I know that he and David Gates and Marlon Dunn even and Tilts um you know, those guys are talking about it. Uh, there's a couple other Linux podcasts that kind of went by the wayside. <coughs> and uh, for the ones that have, that have kind of gone off into the ether, Marlon Dunn is one that, if you can find it archived and someone had that, He's, he's still a lot of fun to listen to. Go back, listen again. He had a lot of enthusiasm. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he got, he came, he was ill. 
and his, his health. He, he quit doing the podcast. He had a book. Um, I, I actually bought his book. Uh, I think shortly after the Tilts interview with him. And it, it's a huge book. He covers a lot. It might have been a little bit better if he, he'd done little smaller chunks of it at a time. Because you look at something that's um, as thick as his, and for uh, someone that's new at it, that just... It looks like a lot to try to digest, um, but he cover he covers a lot. Um, that I just I think he's amazing for what he what he has done there. But um, he was self-published, and I got Ubuntu, got it up and running on one of my machines. It was dual booting it all the time. Um, I don't remember it was one of the desktops or laptops that I used for the most part. But I still needed Windows for some of the programs I was using and, and wanting to run. And um, you know, I was wanting a new laptop, so I, I bought another laptop later on, another Toshiba with all the Intel chips, because, hey, that should be safe. And i got more issues with that silly thing. Ooh, man, I'm going a little too fast here. Um downhill with a big truck there's Mr. Cop in the median I hope he didn't think I was getting I was speeding at such degree to deserve a ticket anyway, it looked like he's coming out here, I might be lucky but it was, I was pushing it though uh, going downhill with a load, it's, it's yeah Use that gravity. Well, I don't know. He's coming out here. He might be coming to talk to me. I don't know. In any case, um, all right for Linux. But that's that's pretty much it. I started finding other podcasts, the IRCs, um, joining in live for uh, the the chats, and looking forward to Wednesday nights for uh, tilts. And there's a couple others, Linux Cranks and uh, Freelance Helpline. And there's there's a lot of people that are getting involved with helping promote the open source. And uh, it's really kind of cool. You know, I've made, it to OL, I've made it to OLF twice. The first time I met Chess Griffin, um, he pointed out he pointed out David Yates to me. And uh, he saw David at one meeting. There was a, like a, a meeting in a center area where you can kind of wander in and out. It wasn't in an enclosed room. And uh, David was unshaven with his arms crossed and really intent looking. And he looked really mean, nasty. And I didn't want to talk to him because he looked, he looked like, you know, he's ready to hurt something. And I didn't want it to be mean. So... Uh, uh, I didn't meet David Yates the first one, but the second time I met him, he's actually one of the nicest people you ever meet. <laughs> you know, so, um, and, you know, John O'Bacon and a few other uh, open source notorieties at that uh, at the 2008 OLF there in uh, Columbus. And it was it was really fun, and it, I have to agree with some of the others. It's it, it's the apex of my year. There's other con, cons going on, um, sled, 
or self, excuse me, um, Angle Kong. I just I'm not going to be able to make them all. If, if I and if I'm going to pick one, it'll be the OLF. Uh, um, just because I, I I seem to think that that's the one where everyone else is at. I remember hearing David Gates after the 2008 one how fired up he was, and I'm so glad he's doing the Southeast Linux Fest. I, I really wish I was in a position to get down there and. Uh, participate with it uh, I think I think, you know I really yeah that's uh, Pegocon's about 180 miles away from where I where I live and uh, I wish I could make it to that too which is next weekend uh, which dates this here in this podcast a little bit I don't think I'll be able to make that either it's just Work, work is work, and life gets in the way of those things. But anyhow, um, yeah, listen to the various Linux podcasts and using Ubuntu. And when I got that, my new laptop, I got to the point. It came with Vista on it, and it was just. You know, Vista, the whole Vista experience thing. I, I booted it up, thought, well, shoot, maybe I'll dual boot this thing, and, you know, we'll just see what this whole Linux thing's about. Because I was looking for some, um, I was looking for, for employment back into the IT type world. And, you know, got my A-plus certification, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, year or two ago, and trying to get out of the big truck and couldn't make the <laughs> couldn't make the interviews because I'm over the road <laughs> I'm in the wrong state where they want me to meet up for interviews so I got local tra- driving for right now and I'll, I'll pursue that here here in the next few months I think try to get settled in first but the uh, yeah, long and short of it I got to that new laptop now let's back up so, you know, I had the, the, the desktop in the truck, and I had an, an older laptop, and uh, I took the desktop out of the truck, and I wanted to get a second laptop. I would uh, you know, have a little bit more room, more portability in the truck, and I wanted to have two of them because what if one went bad? And the new one was going to be my Linux machine that had the Intel chips, and I uh, figured I'd be safe with that, with another Toshiba. And it... It works, but the sound on it, the the, the headphone and, and microphone jack that are built into it don't work properly. They haven't yet. I haven't tried Jaunty yet. Um, I don't know if that'll fix that problem or not, but we'll see. Uh, but when I went to boot that machine up and I was going to dual boot it, and it got to the screen where McAfee wanted me entering all this information, I just thought... The heck with it. Just completely the heck with it. And I heard Link come to Tilts talk about it on one of his machines. He says he didn't even boot up Windows. He got home, he plopped in the disk and just formatted. He just he didn't even get a chance to, to spin around on his hard drive. So, you know, I admire that and that man. But uh So I figured, you know what? These guys are doing it. I got another machine that uh, that's got Windows on another laptop. So if I if I uh, 
get confused or need help, I can get online. And I, what was it? Ubuntu 6.10 probably was the first one I had. Because uh, I know I upgraded from six from something to 7.04. So I, <laughs> and, uh, so that would be the logical steps, I believe. And, yeah, most everything was working. And, uh, yeah, I... With, I had the two different laptops, my old one that had basically booted straight into Windows, the other one that boots straight into Linux, and uh, and nothing but Linux on the one, and nothing but Windows on the other, and I was finding myself more and more liking playing around with the Linux machine. Uh, and just It's also lighter hardware, the hardware on it is just a little bit, a little bit better. The older one is built kind of like a... An Abrams tank. It's just, it's big, it's heavy, it's hot, it sucks up a lot of electricity. Uh, I still like it because it, there hasn't been one distribution I've put on it that didn't work. But granted, it doesn't have a Wi-Fi card built in. It doesn't have, you know, a cam or a, a webcam built in. It, it's 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 lacking some parts of the hardware. But everything has worked on a headphone jack, microphone jack, and just right out of the box. Every everything on that machine has just been dandy. You know, in spite of the fact that it's hot, big, and heavy, um, it works. <laughs> I've replaced the the hinges on it, upgraded the RAM on it, upgraded the uh, hard drives two or three times, just getting bigger ones. So. But yeah, that's that's my Linux experience. I've got a you know a laptop that's got nothing but Linux on it. The other one dual boots, boots into Linux now. The Windows is um, I need to get around to shrinking it down, and you know, but it's my secondary machine, the big and hot, heavy laptop. It, uh, it's what I'm using now instead of a triple E PC for for a lot of things. Uh, it's the secondary stuff. And I don't really have a desktop that I use anymore, um, although that might be changing. It just, but all right, I think I've rambled on enough. Um, I've edited this sucker right now. Might li- listen to it and edit it even down more. <laughs> all right, guys, have a good one. HPR Radio. You are listening to Hacker Public Radio. The radio truck drivers listen to on their media players. Oh yeah, podcasting at 55 miles an hour, 18 wheels. Don't have the speed. But I got the rubber. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.